Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? from section 336 ladies and gentlemen Baltimore sports fans of all ages welcome to section 336 next generation Baltimore sports talk i am your enduring sitting host matt sroka as always i'm joined by the button lover josh roka no uh boys and girls this time do you think i need to no, just get, do i need to just get ai to start doing the show intro you yeah. get all distracted you can't handle it at the same time i can't josh you know you have you know some days where things run smoothly and then you have days where it's like all the nonsense that could have happened all like is saved for one or two or three days. That's been my past three days. I got a kid who just all of a sudden won't sleep. I got kids who are sick, crazy stuff coming out of both ends. I got M working. I got crazy stuff at work. It's just been a, a madness three days. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to mess up the intro a little bit. I got I, my son going to baseball camp, a baseball camp that includes very little baseball. I've never seen such a thing in my life. A baseball oh, camp I, where I'm not even joking. He's there from eight to four, eight hours, Josh. Not exaggeration. There's about two hours of baseball. <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating. So, about two hours so, of baseball activities. They're playing dodgeball. They're swimming. They're watching movies. But it's billed as a baseball camp. Yes. Is it ran by a baseball organization? It's ran by the a Division One baseball team. It's run by Mercer's baseball team. Mercer's oh. head coach is in charge of it. Don't, don't you get a little say over at what goes on at Mercer's? No, I've, I, I, I teach some of the players, and I've let them know my feelings already. I'm not happy with day one. I had baseball camp last week as well. Okay. Was it? Did it involve actually baseball the whole time? It was only four hours a day. Okay. It was 100% baseball. Yeah. It was hidden off of a pitch machine. None of that. It was. Uh, they taught the kids. I like this thing they taught the kids using a tennis racket okay so that way they could build a little confidence off the the pitching machine but still focus on aiming how they're swinging i like that yeah uh, they, there was they no taught, teaching in mine no they taught um then they taught with like a mini bat you know to help with yeah. that uh they did slide they taught how they taught you how to slide you know especially that. at this age you don't know how to slide so it was good owen now knows how to slide it's good and and they taught bunting which okay. is cool because a bunting's a tricky thing. And if you can teach young kids to bunt, that could be a lot of fun. I don't know if bunting's allowed in 9U baseball, but if it is, we're definitely bunting next year. Yeah. I, 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 my kid's a home run hitter. He's not bunting, but I'm not teaching my kid how to bunt. That's, hey, no. that's I, I hit a home run kids. in softball last week. Yeah, see, when I, you're a home I, run I, hitter, I, you don't need bunting. All right. I'm not, my, I'm not a home run hitter, but I got one in the playoffs. Yeah, nice. So I was excited. I credit that I went out in the City Connect short uh, socks and the City Connect hat. It nice. sucks for the Orioles. It works pretty good on my softball team. Nice. Well, congrats on the playoff win and advance to, to, to the next round. Oh, no, no. We lost. Oh. We lost. Okay, oh, we so lost. You're, you're bragging about a meaningless home run. All right. Uh, it was my first home run in many years. So, yes. Okay. First time I cleared the base. And uh, wife and kids got to see it. So, that was fun. It was a fun family moment. That Owen and Camden and Kelly were there. So that was fun. I mean, 
Yeah. I understand that he's six, and most six-year-olds have very short attention spans. Silas is not his long attention span. But, like, I signed him up for baseball. If you sign up, there's an endless amount of camps Who? happening in Macon, Georgia. Right. So if I sign my kid up for baseball camp, I know eight hours is a long time. I'm okay with the pool at the end of the day. I am, I am okay with that. Yes. So give me seven hours of baseball and an hour of Who? Pool. Who is more upset about the lack of baseball time? You or Silas? Silas isn't happy either. Is Silas, Silas is annoyed that he's not playing baseball? Yeah. He, he oh. doesn't want to watch. They watch the sandlot. He doesn't want to watch the sandlot. Josh, I can put the sandlot on for here. When also you're going to get a group of kids who all like baseball together? You well, need players to play baseball. Well, part you play of one on one every day. This is a perfect opportunity. Just. Let them play. See, your kids are your kids are still young. You're just getting into this. Part of the summer camp thing is childcare. Yeah, I, I'm not doing it for childcare. I'm doing it to you're, improve his you're skill. Doing it for baseball, right? Yeah. Like this week, we don't have baseball camp. This week, we have aquarium camp. And I mean, aquarium camp is cool. They get to spend the day at the aquarium and snorkel and stuff, and that's cool. Yeah. But let's be real. Aquarium camp is about childcare. Yeah. Baseball camp last week was where I cared about what skills are you learning. And I and I, I went to like watch because like I want to I want to learn some moves that I can like no, oh, I do it all the time. Yes. And I learned nothing. <laughs> That's so it was hopefully day two will get better. Um, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, that's that's tough. But I've also seen your um I've also seen your little league videos where the baseball at that age is a mob mentality and they all to the ball well it's really hard too because it's five i mean it's it goes five to what 15 or whatever high school 18 all right so i bet the older kids are doing baseball yes they're doing i saw they were doing a lot more baseball he's in the five to seven range and even with five to seven there's just a lot of disparity between five-year-olds and seven-year-olds um so like some kids are unable to even like to hit coach pitch at all and so I, I get it, and I mean the kids are squarely and wild, but but still, right? It's baseball camp. It's what, yeah. You signed up for baseball camp. Not I didn't just sign it. up, Josh. I paid two hundred and sixty-eight dollars and twelve cents. Okay, I paid that money for him to get better at baseball. Two hundred and sixty dollars, sixty-eight and twelve cents. Oh, um, I, I I act shocked, but I don't know. Um, it's it's eight hours a day for for a week. Okay. I don't know if that's outrageous or not. <laughs> I don't know either. I, I was acting outrageous, and then I realized that I have no clue what we just paid. Um, I went and looked it up because I was like, what am I paying for here? <laughs> Maybe go back and look it up. Let's uh, see. That's what I'm trying to look it up because I'm like, that seems a little high. Yeah. Um, I mean, my experience just looking 9 at camp. To 3, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., yeah, this baseball camp. Um, hold on, that see, that's all sports. I don't want all sports. I want baseball. Yeah, all sports was two hundred five. That's probably close to what. Yeah, and that's two hours less a day. So that, that I think that's comparable. Yeah, I guess so. But we did uh, we did half day, and half day seemed like a good because then he's not burned out on baseball that's what i'm saying like if you can't do a full day with five to seven year olds then do a half day all right but i, I don't want to watch the movies at baseball camp here it is we did four days and it was 140 dollars. okay for a half day yeah so 70 yes. bucks a day yeah 
So mine's five full days. All right. So maybe it's not too bad price wise. Sounds like it's a pretty good deal price wise. Uh, and it's, we're, it's it's cheaper than a babysitter. But again, it is. But, but again, you, but not, it's titled baseball camp. If you told yeah. a, like, are you the type that if you get a babysitter, I guess, I guess the difference would be getting a babysitter who's like says, oh, we're gonna hire this babysitter and she's gonna take you to the park and play with you all day, and you hire her and she just puts on the TV and tells kids to watch. Right. No, I got a babysitter who brings over arts and crafts. I got a good, a good one. Oh, that's a good one. Does she do yeah, well, the It's one of my students, one of my education students. So, I, oh well, now I you're making it. Now you're making from. it creepy. Well, no, I'm just saying. I teach a bunch of my students. I get uh, uh-huh. education majors. Their business how, is teaching kids, and that's the pool I can draw from for babysitting. Okay. And how much do you grade the, affect their grade based on how they watch your kids? Well, they're it's how I pay them. I don't use money. The traditional route, I use grades. All right. Like I said, seems creepy. It's, it's just a different form of currency. A different type of currency. Yeah, sure. Let's put it that way. So uh, the Orioles had a good week. Josh, when we were, I want to, there's a lot to get to. Yeah. Some minor league stories we got to get to. But let, let's start with this. Last week, we were, we were debating who was going to take over Stetch Mullins. We oh, yeah, know, I hypothesized Austin Hayes moving to center field. Mateo. Mateo, you know, speculated, oh, could that be? Um, certainly McKenna would get some time there. Yep. Um, no one, our conversation did not touch on really at all a free agent signing. And no. that's where it went. And little did we know at the time that the signing would turn out to be arguably the greatest center fielder ever for the <laughs> Baltimore Orioles. Just look, the numbers don't He's, lie, Josh. Uh, the dude's how, batting 455, OBP of 571. Right. An OPS yeah, her, of, of 1,208. Had to uh, leave the first game with cramps or something. If those stats continue, he will go down as the greatest center fielder in the history of baseball right. yes. and certainly the history of the Orioles. Yes, but okay. Are we really going to judge on those true. stats? Say it's not true. Is that not true? If that if, continues. If he, the whole year, if he I hits will give that. 455 with an OBP of 571, he would go down as the greatest ever. Yes. Right. Yes. If he hits 451, sure. Sure. Are you expecting him to hit 451 for any more this year? No, I'm expecting him from here out to hit about 151 from here on out. But uh, let's enjoy the the 451. Josh, how does this – let's start with Aaron Hicks. Um, he got off to a really good start. You know, he's played in, what, four games and has four five hits in four games. Um, so he's played really well. He's also walked yeah. three times, which he knew he, he knew he could walk. Also made a nice leaping catch in the outfit a couple of days ago. Yeah. He's Did played get, really well. Yeah. Did I Does get that? Any, yeah. What was your initial feelings about the Aaron Hicks signing? And his recent it, performance change your initial feelings? He also got a triple yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love the move from the very first moment. As soon as you texted it to me, I was nothing but this is amazing. Michael I strikes again. You can go back and read my text messages. It's all praise. For really? This hmm. <laughs> hmm. I, believe, I wonder. I believe I looked up his stats and then I screenshot it and posted to Twitter and said, why am I supposed to be excited for this? Yeah. No, it seemed like a stupid move. I get the money side of it, but it seemed like I was the person who I want to see the young guys. I didn't want to see another veteran come up and get in the way. Yeah. 
but I cannot complain with what he's proven. So where are you at with now, now Aaron Hicks? Um, Colton Cowser had another really good game at AAA. They're doing like this half game with them as they work him back from injury. Um, Ryan yeah, McKenna is a distance memory. Austin Hayes, forget about it. You don't need us. So are, are you are you comfortable now for the extent of Mullen's injury that we have Aaron Hicks there? It's interesting because I thought I thought Hicks would be up just until Cowser was ready, and but now they're talking about. Kowser is getting ready. Kerstead, they're going to move to Norfolk. I mean, this would be then you would think to move Kowser up. But Aaron Hicks is playing perfectly fine, so why would you rush any of that? Whether or not I'm comfortable, I don't know. First four games, he looks he's looked great. I can't complain. Five for 11 and three walks. That's great. Plus a few RBIs. And good outfield play. Yeah, and good outfield. Yeah, like there's nothing to complain about him. He had a great weekend in uh, San Francisco. And, you know, people are tweeting him. Now Yankee fans are getting mad that he stunk for them, but now he's playing well for us, which is a bonus when you make Yankee fans mad. Sure. No, it'd be fun to – I'd like to get Aaron Hicks uh, into the All-Star game just to piss off Yankee fans. Yeah. Well, that's not happening, but hopefully Mullins will get to the All-Star game. But But he, he doesn't look like the Aaron Hicks that played for the New York Yankees. No. But was it what I'm already forgetting my memory here? Was it Frenchy Cordero? Is that the guy? Yes. Who we let go and he great went gangbusters for two series. weeks with the Yankees. And now I don't know if he's even on. I mean, I know he's not on the Yankees anymore. I don't even know if he's on their farm system anymore. Like he's dropped off the face of the earth. So is this a good week or is this a good guy who are a good baseball player who's kind of been given new life? My, uh, sometimes you need to change the scenery, change the scenery to, to perform better. We see it all yes. the time. And Mike Elias said, even prior to the Cedric Mullins injury, he was looking to bring in Aaron Hicks. And that tells me that he really liked him. And it tells me that this is not a temporary fill for um, for the Cedric Mullins injury. It tells me that Aaron Hicks is here to stay long term. Elias does this much to Oriole fans' annoyance, yes. much to my annoyance. He likes veterans. Uh, he likes veterans for whatever reason. Maybe they're good clubhouse guys. Maybe because they see more pitches. Certainly, like the Orioles have been really good at seeing pitches. Aaron Hicks adds to that about seeing pitches. But he likes veterans, but like not elite veterans. He likes like you know finding the steal, like finding yes. a good deal, that kind of veteran. And the frustrating thing is, is we need to have this conversation. We can do it now or later, but what to do about – and there's two guys that right now we need to talk about what to do about them. One is um, Colton Cowser. So yeah. what to do about Colton Cowser, who continues to play extremely well, batting some like, uh, stupid numbers, like 350 OPS, well over 1,000 at AAA. AAA, by the way, boys and girls, is the highest level you can play before you get to the majors. So there's nowhere else for him to come except for the majors. That. Didn't yeah. realize that. That's how okay. that works. Oh, okay. That's how that works. Got it. Um, and so now it was already kind of a little bit crowded outfield. And now you brought you brought in another one, Hicks. Yeah. And I don't think Hicks is going anywhere. Um, uh, so what to do about Colton Cowser? I assume I assume it's you mix up with DH and Santander. I think it, it clears some of these bench spots of infielders, maybe. Um it sucks for guys like McKenna and Stowers 
who were given opportunities and couldn't really take advantage of them because you're going to want to give, you're going to be anxious to give Kowser a shot. Um, where yeah, I was, I don't know if it impacts McKenna at all, unless Aaron Hicks takes McKenna's spot. But like Colton Cowser is not going on there as the fifth outfielder. I would imagine if Colton Cowser caught up. I assume Colton Cowser is playing every day if he gets caught up. So could you hold off and not make a decision on Cowser, or even at this point, if you're holding off, it's really Cowser or Kerstad. Could you hold these guys off until you make a trade? Yeah, it's not Kirk Kirk is not in this discussion, but he's going up to Norfolk this week. Okay. And Josh, how long does Elias make you play at Norfolk before you caught up to, to, to the majors? However long you think Elias takes to call right. you up from Norfolk, add what? three months to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it's gonna take even longer than that. So I don't I don't think Kerstad is knocking on the door. Kowser, I think, has been at AAA long enough. Got there last year, played well last year, and now has played well there all so far this year. With that, I think he's – I don't know what else he can do to warrant a call-up. Yeah, I don't know. But um, but I, it, what makes you wonder if a call-up or Troy candidate? Because we know we have too many outfielders. And the question is, do you use that to bring in a real arm? Because right. – or do you trade a guy that's up already, like Santander, to bring in a good arm? It's going to get interesting. I don't know. What do you What do you do with Kalser at this point? Let's say by the weekend, Kalser's ready to go. What do you do? Yeah, I mean, I think the convenient excuse right now, and I don't know exactly what what how helping only playing him two at bats or three at bats helps him only playing half a game, but you can excuse you you can use this excuse now. He's still working his way back from injury. He's still only playing half a games. So you can wait, you know, a couple, a couple, a, a couple days, maybe a week, um, and then either he's hurt or he's healthy. And if he's healthy and still hitting like he's hitting, it's hard. To, I mean, we're at where we were last year with Grace Rodriguez. Like, it's so obvious that he needs to be caught up. But again, he warrants everyday playing time, which means right. someone's benching. Aaron Hicks is playing so well; it's hard to bench him. Austin Hayes is an all-star. He should be an all-star. You're not benching him. Um, Santander, you can move to DH. That's fine. And in fact, I prefer it because if we can go the rest of the year without McCann playing DH again, um, I'm a happy camper with that. I don't know why McCann's ever batting DH, playing DH. But um, so, yeah, I guess that might be the answer with Colton Kowser. And then all that goes out the window, though, once Cedric Mullins comes back. Um, and if you wait, what, a week, two weeks to call Colton Kowser? And then another, what, week or two weeks from Mullins is back? So then you're back to kind of where you started. But I guess at that point, the trade deadline will be close enough that you can clear room if you really needed to. Yeah. And, I mean, I was just looking at what Kowser did yesterday. He got a double and a home run. Yeah. How, how about that the, for two at-bats? And that was bats what, two at-bats for the game, right? Uh, Let's see. Or was there a walkthrough in there, too? I saw it was two for two. Yeah, he got two walks also. Oh, and two so walks. He had, he had four at-bats. Yeah. How about so that? Per- perfect day for Colton Kowser. Yeah, literally you can't play any better. So when and, I say yeah. I right, give him till the weekend, no, it's time now. Like you could have brought him yesterday. Now what the what's interesting is when Michael Elias signed uh, Hicks, there was no question about Kowser. We knew Kowser was ready to go as soon as he was healthy. It's not like it was. Let's see how he does. 
let's see if he's for real this year. He's proven it already. Yeah. I think something you can also do, like, and, and the other thing is, you know, Michael Elias loves his left-handed at-bats, um, left-handed batters, you know, vantage camping yards. And Colton Cowles is left-handed. Now, Aaron Hicks is, switch, is a switch hitter, and I, I don't know Aaron Hicks well enough to know if his stronger side is left side or right side. Um, but, I mean, I, I know Austin Hayes is 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 a right-handed hitter. Um, and so I know if you want to kind of get – you know, play with the matchups a little bit, though. Again, Austin Hayes playing so well, it's hard to it's hard to find a spot where you don't want Austin Hayes to, to play. But Elias loves that left hand in the bat, so uh, I I I just can't. I don't I don't know him. And then the other guy when you talk about, I mean, it's hard to have this conversation without talking about him. Another guy who's just graduated from AAA is Jordan Westberg. Yes, and to me, they're both kind of in the same boat where. They got veterans like Mateo and Frazier blocking Westberg. And I don't see the Orioles moving on from Frazier and Mateo. And I don't see the Orioles moving on from Santander, Hicks, or Hayes. And so it's going to be, and it's going to be, I think you can solve it now until Mullins comes back. But then when he comes back, again, another left handed bat, another left handed batter, it's going to be just complicated. And so, I mean, the trade is a convenient thing to say, oh, we'll just do a trade. But trades are complicated to find the right partner who wants the right guys. Right. It's not and as I'm, easy as just saying trade. Well, and it gets even more confusing because, like, I look at the 40-man and I don't see Westberg or Kowser on here. Neither of them are currently on the 40-man. So okay. that means, like, yesterday, in order to bring Josh, they added Josh Lester to the 40-man on Sunday. And in order to do that, they had to finagle things and send uh, Tate to the 60-day. Yeah, D- Dylan between- Tate, who that's a whole other story. That Dylan right, Tate's, we'll get to that. Uh, I mean, I don't know what is, what, if there's much to say, except his recovery is, is not looking good at this point. No, no. His hope for even being on the team this year is not looking good. No, it sucks to have him and Means both set back this year. Thankfully, the pitching's been okay. Yeah, but, but, but you're if, right. If they're going to do either of these moves – or you both, have to even both of those moves, you're going to have to make moves. Right. Like, forget where they're going to play on the field. The first move is, how are you going to get them into your 40-man? Yeah. Then you got to figure them out into the field. And it's a good problem to have, but there's guys on this 40-man that we don't want to pass up on. And every time we keep making adjustments, like now we have Ortiz on the 40-man. You don't want to get rid of him. Lester's on the 40-man. You don't want to get rid of him. As you keep adding people this year, that forty man gets really tight. Do you not want to get rid of Josh Lester? Are you how attached are you to John, John Lester? To Josh Lester? I mean Josh Lester. Doing an old Cubs pitcher, John Lester, old old Red Sox pitcher, John Lester. No, yeah, Josh no, Lester. Josh Lester, the third baseman. Yeah, I'm not attached to Josh. I know he had why, to say it yesterday, but I'm not attached to Josh Lester. Why did he get pulled up yesterday? As opposed to Westberg? Or Kowser or anything. Why was Lester the guy that they chose to go with? I mean, I don't want to knock Josh Lester. He's having a good year at AAA. Um, he's playing really well. He's kind of a journeyman veteran, right? He's 28 years old. He's not He's not a prospect. He's bounced around to a bunch of minor leagues. Um, I think he had a cup of coffee with Detroit in the majors, but he played, kind of that's it. He's been in the minors for all this time. He played two yeah. games with Detroit last year. And now he's played one game with us. That's he's got a total of three career games. Yeah, and, and 
I actually like that. Like those are my feel good stories when a guy yeah, is twenty eight. We're talking about a type forty man. Why do you make this move yesterday? Yeah, I, I wonder because of the fear yeah. of. Uh, is it because of the of the back issues that Gunner's been having? Oh, I, it could be. And here's another guy who can play third base. Right. But, but but Westberg, you could work that out with Westberg, right? Westberg can swing to third, or Urias can go to third, and he can go to second. Like, you can swing that with Westberg. I mean, I think the advantage that Lester has over Westberg is I assume they want Westberg to play every day when he gets here, and we're not ready for anyone to play every day in the infield. The other thing is, I don't know how, how much anyone cares about this, but it was one game in San Francisco. <laughs> like, do you want to ship right. Westberg off all the way to, 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 to San Francisco? And then if so, you're going to so you're DFA, saying, DFA Westberg, but then he clogs up a 40-man spot that you really can't move where you're more likely to be able to, you know, DFA Lester. So you're you saying Westberg. Lester was – He's a placeholder on the 40-man roster and a feel-good story for the trip out in San Francisco. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to be there in – I would be surprised if Lester's still on the team in September. September? Right? What, what about by the weekend? Yeah, I don't know. I, again, I don't know what they're going to do with Kowser and um, Westbrook. I mean, I guess the simple solution would be you, you want to get a top rotation arm. Put together a package with Westberg and Kowser. Go get the top rotation arm. I think it's a good start for a good package. And um, I mean that those two guys alone should get you a really good pitcher. Um, and so do that deal, and then kind of all your problems are solved. But again, I don't think trades are are that simple. Um, but I, uh, it's 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 a little bit frustrating to me. Um, I know on the verge, people might, must be going nuts. Because you just follow these players their whole career and you just see them prove themselves at every level. I mean, they fast tracked Gunner. What's the difference between Gunner right. and 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 Kowser? Um, like why won't they why why are they stopping with Kowser when is they fast tracked Gunner? Is it um, the way the team's playing? I mean, what, what, what Westbrook's like twenty five years old now. He's not like a spring chicken right. anymore. But so it, I, but it, but it's 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 the what you know versus what you don't know. Like and you've got an infield that you're comfortable with? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, Mike Elias has all the um, computer mo- models right. that kind of pre- predict how players are going to play, right? Who who Who's predicted? If you put the, both these names in, in the computer system, in the computer mo- 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 model, who do you think the computer says is going to have a better year from here until October? Aaron Hicks or Colton Kowser? <laughs> yeah, Kowser. Yeah. I, I would think Kowser, right? Yes. I think so. I think every computer model would say that Colton Kowser would outperform Aaron Hicks. I think that's true. Yeah. So why is Aaron Hicks here and Colton Kowser is there? A veteran leadership. Um, you you still want Colton Kowser to work on stuff? We don't know what that is, but maybe there is still stuff he's working on. I don't know. It's it's weird. Yeah, and I guess. I mean, I guess it depends on – so if you bring Kowser up, Hicks goes to your your bench spot, you would think, and then he's that veteran presence, what, until Mullins is back? Yeah, but – But I mean, why? Look at Frazier. I thought that was Frazier's role, but Frazier's an everyday player. I mean, I think Hicks is an everyday player. Um, I, I don't see – I don't think Hicks is – you, if, you if you read the quotes from Hicks, he has no intention of – 
of being a bench role. Like Hicks thinks he's an everyday player in the majors. And he's um, proven it. He's proven it this weekend. There's no need to move him. Yeah. And that's the same problem we're having in the infield is that's how you saying. get these guys in. So I don't know. It gets tricky. And last time we made any type of prediction, uh, the Orioles the next day made an announcement to go completely against our prediction. Yeah. And and listen, people are already imagining trades. And I'll say this also with trades. It's yeah. tricky because you've got to find the right partner. There's not a, a lot of valuable ace arms out there. We still don't know who's out there, right? Because there's still a lot of baseball that's to be played. Who's in, who's out. Uh, teams haven't made their decisions yet. But then also, Michael Elias has not shown that he's willing to give up toss prospects for for an ace. Nope. He doesn't, doesn't have a track like record of that even pre-Baltimore, yeah. I mean, his style is to go trade for Cole Irvin. Like, he could have made this trade in the offseason, but he chose to trade for Cole Irvin. So right. what makes Birdland think that now he'll package a deal of prospects I, for the ace? Can I tell you why he doesn't need to? Why? Well, he's gonna t- he's gonna tell the John Means story of John Means coming back, but now he's got another another quiver in his in his pouch. What's that? Question Rodriguez, right? He sent Rodriguez down. Work on this. Suddenly comes late July, and it's like, oh well, I don't need to make a trade. John Means is coming up next week. Question Rodriguez is going to start on Sunday. Let's go. Well, the, I mean, his argument was hurt immensely for John Means because John Means had that setback. Yes. So that really hurts the argument for John Means. Um, and Grace Rodriguez is another. What do you do with Grace Rodriguez? There's a, certainly a spot for Grace Rodriguez. It's not a, like a, I feel like with Cowser and Westberg, you got to get creative finding a spot for him. You don't got to get creative finding a spot for Grace. And there's a spot there. Like, we only have four starters right now. Right. Um, it was a joke that Keegan Aiken started a game. Um, so we only have four starters. So there's a spot for him. But what is how long will Grayson now be in the tides again? Again, however long you think Grayson will be at Norfolk, double it. And I think that's how long he'll be at Norfolk. <laughs> if you think it's two starts, make it four. If you think it's four starts, make it eight. Um, I think it's longer than you think. Um, Josh, what are your thoughts on, like, I feel like uh, Grayson Rodriguez, I know he's going there for development. It feels yes. a little bit like John Harbaugh's doghouse. Like, but he's going there to get better. Like, I get that. Yes, I get that. But he could have pitched better than Keegan Aiken. Oh, certainly. There was no need. Like, it's not like we got anything better out of not having him pitch at the big league level. Yeah, it's certainly like, I don't know. Like, you can't, you can get better at the major league level just like you get better at the minor league level, right? Like, you can improve at the major league level. Um, Sure. And his his first start, he gave up no runs. I think he had, you can look it up, four or five walks. I think it's five walks. And I saw a lot of people, you know, postulating about the walks and pontificating about the walks and, and, and what it might mean. Okay, people love to be negative. Well, and it's so dumb because you have no information. You didn't watch the game. You, you don't know if he was working on his out pitch and, you know, the coaches told him he kept on throwing, to throw right. in it because he's just working on it. You don't know if the ump squeezed them for three of those walks and they should have been strikes. You don't know what he's working on. You don't know what the ump was doing. You don't know what the coaches were saying to him. So it's dumb to look at box scores and and make these kind of, well, he's not ready because he walks so many guys. Um, and I, I talked about it kind of last time. Ignore the box scores with Grayson. Yes. Um, you just got to wait till the coaches say that he's kind of done what he needs to do. Um, 
But his issue, you know, is location. His issue is too many balls in the middle of the strike zone, not kind of hitting his spots. Um, that's clearly what he needs to work on. So hopefully that gets better. And and he's here hopefully before, you know, I would say July at the latest, hopefully. Yeah, I would think. I bet he's back by, I would think, all-star break at the absolute latest. Because right now, I don't see, we. You're like you said, we have four starting pitchers. And I don't see where that fifth one comes in. Yeah, I. I mean, I mean, I know, I know who you think it should be, and you can get away with it this week because you have two off days, off days, Thursday, off days. You only really need four starters, um, so you can carry right. the extra bullpen arm. But um, do we really want to see like a Zimmerman come up, or would we see Grayson work on things? Yeah, no. The answer, Josh, is is your your boy Corvin. I mean, that's I think that's the temporary. Oh, solution. I always forget about Corvin. That yeah, is he's the, the answer. That is that is the answer, and. You're right. It's a shame that that hasn't happened yet. It's a shame that they did that bullpen game instead of going to Cole Urban. Yeah, just poor planning. Poor, well, poor planning. I think it was. I will. It seemed like the way that worked, he wasn't eligible to come up because of how they brought him up and then sent him down. Yes. So then he wasn't eligible to come up. Yes. I also don't know if it worked as far as when he last pitched and stuff. Um, right. All, all I'm saying is they sent Grayson down without a good plan for who was going to pitch that next game. Clearly, and it. it it was a disaster. I, I, I mean, I think yes. I think sometimes we get confused that, and we think we have a really good bullpen. We have an elite back end of the rotation. I don't know if we have <laughs> and, and pitchers in between. Yes, it's, that's why it's very important for us. The way the Orioles look best is if our starting pitching can get through six. Yeah, that's Josh. It's been the name of the game all year. I've yes. said it from day one. Quality starts. Yep. Quality starts is a dumb stat, but if we get more quality starts. We're going to win a lot of games because we just got to not give up a ton of runs, get to the sixth inning, and let someone pitch the seventh, and then let Cano and Batista finish it. That's all you got to do. Right. Let's see. Um, I was just pulling up, trying to pull up the quality starts for the Orioles. Yeah, it can be a little tricky to find that stat. There it is. Gibson has six. Kramer That's, has Gibson's five. Been great. Kramer's been great lately. Bradish has four. I don't, I'm not a, uh, Bradish has been a little bit frustrating to me. And Wells has three. Really? That's shocking that yeah. Wells does not lead the team in, in quality starts. He's been the best pitcher all year. That's very surprising. Right. I was surprised by that number as well, that he's the bottom of the four. Yeah. that's Grayson doesn't have any, obviously. So yeah, that would mean total. But Tyler Wells leads what? He leads all the baseball and whip, but, but can't get a quality start. That's weird to me. Uh, yeah, and Tyler Wells is four and two through that. Uh, he he's twelve games, but only six have answers. So yeah, it's like it goes to that bullpen blowing games because he isn't getting those quality starts. Yeah, because he's only getting to the fifth inning. Gibson's yeah. Gibson has six quality starts out of his twelve games, but he's got the decision ten times. So it's a huge difference if you get those quality starts. Yeah, yeah. And listen, if you want to get and what is a bunch of wins this year, if you want to get to, if you want to chase down twenty, this kind of mythical number of twenty wins for an old starting pitcher, which is sounds preposterous, but if you want to get there, the formula is not that hard. Throw six innings and give up three runs or less. Yep. You you do that. You're going to get, if you do that on a consistent basis, like Kyle Gibson has done, 
Um, you're you're going to win a lot of ball games. But yeah, Kyle Gibson has been um, that has been a great signing thus far by Mike Elias. Oh yeah, it's been that's been the the star of the offseason. and and he's doing it quietly. Frazier, who was a better pickup, Adam Frazier or Kyle Gibson? Uh, Kyle Gibson. Your pitching's always going to lean over that. Adam Frazier's been great. Uh, no complaints about him. He's definitely been a surprise. But Kyle Gibson's quietly been getting this. He's quietly seven and three with a three eighty nine ERA and a one point three WHIP. Like you're not hearing Kyle Gibson, but when he takes the mound, you're comfortable with it. You're not worried. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I I agree, especially just kind of hitting a position of need. Um, yeah, it's it's Kyle Gibson. It's Kyle Gibson all the way because Adam Frazier's been clutch and he's been good, but but just as far as what this team needs, I mean, where would it be without Kyle Gibson? That's been that's been huge. Yeah. Um, like I said, Kyle Gibson has started 12 games. How many pitches do you think he has thrown? In 12 games? Yeah. Now, remember, this pitch count is always a joke stat because they don't count your warm-up pitches. They don't count your extra throws. Yeah. I mean, I would say he's – I have no idea. I would say gets around – 100 pitches each game. So he's thrown 12 games. 12 games. He throw now I'm do some math. Um so like 12 times <laughs> uh like it's probably average 6 innings, right? So it's at 72. Um unless they he throws 100 innings, 100 pitches. So I would say 7,000 pitches. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let's do your math backwards. I know you teach English. Yeah, but seven thousand pitches divided by, divided by twelve games. How many pitches a game is that? Uh, that's a little more. Um, yeah, you're making me do math li- live on the show. I was trying. I was trying yeah. to just take that, a little. Guess. Yeah, he's not throwing you know five hundred pitches a game. Uh, my numbers are a little bit high. Uh, yeah, that would be five hundred and eighty-three pitches. Again, yeah, he's not throwing five hundred pitches. Number. Yeah, right. uh, he has thrown one thousand one hundred and one pitches. Okay, but solid, solid. I mean, it's like you said, he's throwing ninety pitches a game. Yeah, he's in that ninety to one hundred range. Yeah. yeah, which is great and much well, needed. And he's doing yeah, it. It's that, more it's importantly, that. it's the seven, six, seven innings he's going instead of throwing 100 pitches in three innings. Yeah, this is the mythical thing that no Oriole pitcher, I feel like, could ever do. And this is what Grayson can't do. And this is what Tyler Wells, this is what, I know Kirkman, but still struggles to do it. This is what Alex Cobb could not do when he was with the Orioles. But he can do it with the Giants. Yeah, he did it fine um, with the Giants on Saturday. Yeah, and that's get to the seventh inning, and Kyle Gibson isn't throwing 120 pitches, right? He's throwing 95, going pitching seven innings, throwing 95 pitches. Like no one does that anymore, um, and that's that's why, why he's able to quality starts. Not just because he gets guys out, yeah, but he does it in a way that's pitch efficient, um, and hopefully that rubs off on some of our other pitchers, right? That's what we try to do is we try to kind of run the pitch count high on the other pitchers, and then our pitchers we try to be pitch efficient um, to best utilize Kyle, the strengths of this bullpen. Here's here's the stat: Kyle Gibson, twelve games. He has pitched in 71.2 innings. All right. So I'm going to. So two thirds. I hate when you say that point, too. Uh, sorry. Two thirds. So I'm going to take that and I'm just, let's just give him, we'll give him one more out. So we'll round that up to 72. All right. So 72 divided by 12 would say how many innings he pitches on average per game. 
It's six. Yeah. six it's six. Yeah. He pitches yeah. a full six innings. That's all we're asking for these players to do it. And Kyle Gibson's math says he does it every single game. He That's averages that. Yeah. Yeah. He averages that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's only got six quality starts, but he averages that many innings. He's putting in the work. Yeah. And that's it, right? Six innings, three runs. You 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 give me that quality start, um, and you're going to win a lot of games. Great teams. Just look at it. We went through it before. Really good baseball teams lead baseball quality starts year in and year out because that's able to save their bullpen. That's able to use the best arms in their bullpens when they need it to 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 get these wins. You're in every ball game. I mean, just all of it adds up to Kyle Gibson being seven and three, and that's why. And they've won what ten of his baseball games. That's why. Right. Um, just to put a, I, I just we missed, we skipped over this a little bit. Just to put a bow, we talked about Kowser, we talked about Rodriguez, we talked about Westberg. Just, just put a bow in this conversation. Um, Heston Kerstat, I called for his call up in you know, a couple weeks ago. Yes. Uh, of course, Mega Lives makes me wait a little bit longer, but um, Heston Kerstat got the call up to AAA um, Nor- Norfolk. So um, right. again, so just. Tomorrow will be his first game with Norfolk, right? Right, because they don't play on Mondays. Um, again, just it's hard not to pause at this point and say this is a triumph for him to get to this point. Like, <laughs> yeah, the him, guy who was out of baseball with uh, with his his heart issue. My, myocarditis. Yeah, pe- yeah. Pe- pe- people have written him off. It was he like dropped the face of the earth. People called him a bust. Um, and now all of a sudden, not only is he playing – but he's been playing well going back to the Arizona Fall League, playing lights out. Um, yes. Dominated Bowie. Now he's going to go to Norfolk. We we assume with the tides, there'll be might might be a little bit setback. But a great story for Heston, even to this point. Um, and I still think he can be a contributor by the end of the year. So that's something to keep an eye on well, in our already crowded outfield. Here's another name, Heston Kerstad. Oh, don't, and, I'll add right here real quick, Josh. Yeah. He has also been playing. I've been watching the box scores. He's been playing some first base more yes. and more at Bowie. That's, that's that important could be something with the crowded outfield. Yes. And that and could... An, an underperforming first baseman. And that could give him opportunity to surpass Kowser. To make no, it up here first. There's but, zero chance he passed But Kerstead really did. Kerstead's professional career basically started this past fall yeah. with the Arizona Fall League. Yeah. And he is a, flying through the minors. A meteoric rise. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a it's been a, a fast. He's been a fast riser. Uh huh. You know what you can't do? Clip his what? wings. You can't clip his wings, Josh. Can't do it. <laughs> Did you see um, Adley Rutschman selling jerseys at the team store in New York? Yeah, it was a fun little thing. Yeah, that you was- know what it is. Here's what it's nice. It's nice that the Orioles have a player that can be the face of baseball. Adley yeah. is impossible to not cheer for. Yeah. He is very likable. He is he is likable watching him on the field, the way he treats the pitchers. Then the way he treats the umpires, the way the he way, treats the opposing batters. Yes. He's just yeah. He's a him. nice guy that it's hard not to cheer for. So the more baseball can do little things like this with him. The Orioles teased it a little bit during uh spring training with letting him and Stowers kind of take over their um social media stuff yeah. with little interviews and stuff. But to see that then transition to MLB pushing them is huge because when's the last time the Orioles, I guess Adam Jones was the last time the Orioles had a face of Major League Baseball, but we haven't had anything like this. Well, I don't know. 
Manny Machado. Oh, okay. Yes, Manny Machado. I will give you Manny Machado. But he, but he had, he had his issues. He, he didn't. He not everyone liked Manny Machado. Still, yeah. not everyone likes Manny Machado. Yes, uh, he's a different kind of superstar. I like, I liked Manny Machado when he wore black and orange. Yeah, I still like him. Uh, I liked him when he was trash in the Red Sox. I do not think that Adley Rushman will cause a fight. I do not think that Adley Rushman is extremely cocky and full of himself. Yeah, which is too bad because he should be for how good he is. But he's also like... Doesn't that make you angry that he's like that good? And like it's almost like he's perfect. He's Superman. Like the fact that they're doing a Captain America bobblehead next week is perfect for Adley Rushman. And I know that was like his nickname in college as well. But come on. He's He's this blonde, perfect like guy. Obviously, he's Captain America. Yeah, even even the like the doing the thing in the in the team store, it was a little bit corny. Yeah. But Josh, that's hard to do. Be mic'd up and interact with yes. random people as kind of the superstar baseball player, like, and they want you to be funny and, yeah. and awkward when it's you're just a, a position baseball player. To be weird and awkward. I couldn't do it, um, and he and, did it so well that and, you're like, what? What yeah. can this guy not do? And that corniness is like part of that whole Captain It's endearing. America thing. Yeah, it's endearing. Like, like I can try to be silly, but it's going to come across as awkward because I'm too nice to really play a joke on you. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. there's no – even when he's like joking with people, it's like he can't have any ill intent. Like you just no. know his intentions nope. are pure, even when he's trying to, to do a joke on you. Correct. Yeah. No, I, um, I, I hate how much I love Adley Rushman. Yeah, because I would love to have a different favorite player on this team because I'd like I love rooting for the underdog. And it's like, yeah, Adley's a star. Adley's going to sell a ton of jerseys. I'd rather get a uh, Batista jersey or one of the jerseys you don't see as much. But it's Adley and he's perfect and you can't deny it. Yeah. Which means, you know, he plays in a position that usually breaks down quickly and. <laughs> He's going to no, cost no, no, a lot we're of money. Not, we're not going to start getting disappointed now. Is he on the trade block this trade deadline, or are they going to wait till next year? No, 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 no. He has to be our Ripken. Yeah. Yes. Well, he will never be our Ripken, but he's got to be the next generation's Ripken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a, a reason to show up to the ballpark, no matter. Yes. And, and and listen, he's also a la Ripken. He's a gamer like that. He is. No one's talking about this, but he's playing in more baseball games than anyone ever thought he'd play on. Yeah, he he does. He he sat what two or three games, um, and I think in all but one he's come in and played to some capacity. And the game he didn't play, he was like on deck to to hit, and then he just didn't get an opportunity. Right. Um, that dude's playing in almost every game. That dude is a game a gamer at the catcher position, and then when he doesn't catch, playing a lot of DH. Um, that's he's playing a lot more games than I thought he'd play. Right. Um. Speaking of the type of guy that brings people to the ballpark, did you see Orioles attendance is up 24% this year? Like the Orioles, we've, we've talked a lot about the dangers of the city and the excuses to not come out and the school nights. All this crap, school nights, all that type of stuff. But uh, the Orioles attendance is killing it up 24%. Where, where, where do we think we rank nationally? Um, let's see. No, I'm asking you. Don't look it up, Josh. No, I had it in front of me already, but I just had to click the thing. Um, we are 22 nationally. Well, let's see. Let's go average. 
average per game. Because we're at about what twenty thousand fans per game or something like that. We average twenty thousand fans per game. Yeah. Okay. We are number twenty-one in baseball. Yeah. Where were we last year? Bottom. Oh, I I bet we were twenty-nine. I bet only right. only Tampa Bay was below us, probably. Ahead of us, or ahead of us is the Dodgers are number one. That makes sense. There, it's LA. Are you going to go through all twenty that are ahead of us? No, I'm just saying. You want to know who's behind us? I, I mean, we can. There, there we go. If yeah. you want to be, if you want to talk about teams going to Nashville, well, look to Oakland in case Vegas falls through. Look at Miami, who no one's going to. Look at Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, Cincinnati. Before you point to Baltimore, leaving the city. Right, but Josh, who is comparable for us in market size? Uh, San Diego. That's a bad example. <laughs> Kansas City is. Okay, is, it, is Pittsburgh around us as far as market size? Or no, are they um, I don't know how it goes. Let's see. Orioles, market size. I don't know how it works because everyone talks about how we've moved to like this small market team. Um. And like even now, I Google market size, and the latest thing I have is 2012. And I don't want to. I don't want that. I need a modern like. Yeah, because the Nats it. screwed that all up, and then won the World Series a few years ago. Um, but because and I just it's going to be interesting to watch. Certainly, there's no mystery here outside of Tampa Bay that teams who win more have better attendance. So right, I, I've been seeing this from day one. You can talk all this crap about the city and whatever. Win ball games, win ball games consistently, and your attendance will, will go up. Well, look at that. We were in the past several years, we were 29th, 28th at the bottom of Major League Baseball. And now we're 21st. Our attendance is up 20 some percent, whatever you said. Why? Is it random? No, it's because we're winning more baseball games and it'll continue to go up. I expect at the end of the year, end of the year, I'm calling it now, end of the year will be top 15 because um, we're going to keep on winning ball games. I, I agree. I don't, we're going to be up. The fact that I looked at it. I pulled it up. Here's team market sizes. Uh, Baltimore is number 21 in market size. Okay, and we're 21 attendance. Right. So, so why do us, so many people complain about attendance in Baltimore so much? Below us is Milwaukee, Cincinnati, Kansas City, San Diego. Then okay. it becomes Baltimore, Pittsburgh, St. Louis. So the fact that we are outdrawing Pittsburgh, we are outdrawing Detroit, who has the 14th uh, size. We are after all in Tampa Bay, which is the 13th size. There is no way Tampa Bay is 13th. Get out of here. The, the, think about it. Tampa Bay's market reaches out to here. My area is crossed between Tampa and Atlanta. You're telling me there's if you ranked all the fans, the team that has the most no, no, amount no, no, of no. fans. That's not how market size works. Area. Market okay. size is you take a big market size is based all on TV networks. So it's how big your TV network is. All right, I, I don't understand how Tampa Bay is thirteenth, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna let it go. Josh, speaking of which, um, did you see? I thought you'd be all over the story, but you haven't said anything about it. So, all right, what we, story? We, What's the story? The, the San Diego um, and their TV rights. Oh, how they uh, they Bally Sports lost. They lost it with Bally Sports, right? These, these, um, not Masson, but these other things are going bankrupt. Yes. It's well, no, they're all owned by Bally Sports. It's all the same. Oh, it's all Bally Sports. That's going bankrupt. Yes. But now and, in San Diego, 
Yes. You can stream. There's no local blackouts. Yes. You can stream all games. This is the future of baseball. We talked about this during the preseason, during the offseason. I told you this in yeah, February. Yeah, but it, it's, it's happened. It's happened now in San Diego. I told you this in February that Major League Baseball announced that as these things go bankrupt, they're going to take this over. And, and that's what's happened in San Diego. Streaming. And that's what's going on. Is that, that is going good. on everywhere? It's going on in multiple places. Um, I don't know outside of San Diego, but I know. You're not prepared to talk about this. I'm just I'm surprised. I'm not prepared at all. But yeah, I do know that this is the future, week. and it's part of what baseball needs to figure out with this blackouts right and streaming rights. And it's part of it's where football can easily just flip a switch because they can just they, theirs is all based on their their own contracts. Baseball didn't want to put out the infrastructure to do this so they left it up to each team and now it makes it a lot trickier for baseball because each team sells their own rights and has all these contracts so it's going to be one team at a time as contracts expire or companies go bankrupt which companies helps go bankrupt here. because everyone's cut the cord and no one is anticipating all these cable buyers and, and there's not there all right so can the orioles can masson go bankrupt so that the orioles don't have to pay the nationals if Masson goes bankrupt, does Major League Baseball get the streaming rights of the Orioles and then we don't have to pay the Nationals? No, nah, I think it'll go to court and like always they'll side with the Nationals. Uh, not in another 10 years. Yeah. Um, so, Josh, as we kind of wrap up the episode, Orioles looking ahead. So I don't know if we want to look back at all. Um, lost two series back to back. That's got to be the first yeah, time this year. It was. We lost to the Rangers and Guardians. That was tough. And then we bounced back going all the way to San Francisco. Um, that's by the way a stadium I want to go to. Um, Josh, if you go to if you go to to you know yes, I'm kayaking. Are you kayaking? You know that's where I'm going with. I'm this. kayaking are you for going at least in one the stadium. Are you kayaking? I'm, well, I'm going to three games, and one of them I'm out on uh, McCoven Cove. McCoven Cove. I've I've heard the water's really cold, and there's sharks in there. Yeah, and I heard Derek Arnold went and had trouble because he had to use the bathroom and couldn't get out of his kayak. Oh, and I guess it's too crowded to just stand up and go, huh? Right, right. Of people there. So make sure you take a bottle. Or or depends, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the girls going to the Taylor Swift concerts. Okay, that's another cultural reference over my head. <laughs> Josh, com- coming up for the Orioles, though. I mean, a good yeah. the, the Giants are a pretty good team. Giants um, are a good team. Um, Milwaukee's a decent team. Yeah, so Milwaukee has, you know, they're, they're over 500. They're, yeah, I think they're 32 wins. They're and 32 that. and 27. Yep. So we're better, but they're good. Right. Um, they're leading their division. Yes. They're good. Uh, They've got good pitching. Yeah. We hope that they fall apart. So they trade their pitching to us, but um, they're, they're still playing good ball. And then after that, um, before we meet again next Monday, we have the Royals. Yeah. Which sounds winnable, right? It sounds sweepable. Sweepable. Sounds sweepable. Yeah. No, you don't, you don't. I know bad teams. We've we've been the Oriole teams, who it's hard to sweep bad teams, but that's one where you look and it's it's exciting to see to to play well against Milwaukee, to play well about Kansas, at home at Kansas City. Get an off day at home is nice. While you're then waiting for the Blue Jays to come into town, that sounds like a great time. Yeah, and, and, and then you get the Cubs behind them. June's not too bad. Yeah. No, June's not compared to May. Forget about it. But this, for me, this is the point of, and we talked about this a little bit last week. Josh, I hope this is 
the most adversity we have this year as a team. But we're going through some stuff right now. Our top pitching prospect, who was supposed to kind of be our ace, is in Norfolk trying to figure stuff yeah. out. Yeah. Our our top outfielder, arguably the second best player on the team, um, is injured. Aaron Hicks, for Pete's sake, is our everyday center fielder. Jorge Mateo, he'll 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 get a good contact once a week, and you think, oh man, if Jorge Mateo can do this once a game, we, we got something here. Jorge Mateo still stinks. Like we are experiencing some Gunner, adversity Gunner's, here. Gunner's starting to warm up, but he's still getting bad luck. Yeah, we uh, Ryan Mountcastle stinks. We we have four starters, literally right now in the majors. <laughs> yeah, um, that's. A, that's- Problem. So Pack we're going. We got all lots of all I'm days. saying is, and we just won a series against the Giants. This is kind of our adversity that we're going to overcome. Hopefully, win some games, and then we'll get Mullins back. Grayson will figure it out. Um, Gunner will 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 be like his old self. Ryan Mancast will bounce back. Hopefully, these things Mullins will come back from injury. Um, and these are things that kind of make you tougher. Um, that you've kind of overcome these these challenging times. Uh, so so yeah, and I'm glad we're doing it now. And we talk about appreciation at least. The, we got through May. Beginning of middle of May, this wasn't happening. Yeah, we got through May, which was important. Yeah, so um, we'll we'll see what this week brings. It's that's what's great about baseball. We we could win five games this week. We we could win two games. You just don't know, uh, and it'll determine our mood, um, how they do. That and how often Silas actually plays baseball. Baseball camp will also determine my mood. Those two factors: the Orioles winning. And how much baseball is played at camp will determine my mood for next week. Well, I think the Orioles winning will will control it a little more. All right. I don't know. It's really irritating. All right. Anything you want to plug or talk about before we get out of here? Yeah, I do. Did you give up on the mustache? No, it's still there. It's just the other hair has grown. Yeah, you're you're growing you're growing the beard in. I'm not growing the beard in. I've just been had a crazy week and haven't shaved right. in a few days. All right, all right. I like the mustache. I'm glad you're going with the mustache. No, I'm keeping the mustache. Good, good, good. You, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good to mix things up. Um, Tampa. The Orioles play in Tampa in July, July 22nd. I bought my tickets today. So if anyone wants to come down to Tampa or is in the area, wants to come to that Saturday game, there's a large group of Orioles fans going. Uh, just send me a message. It's up to 70 people right now going all sitting together over uh, on the Oriole side of uh, Tropicana. So if you want to go to that July 22nd game, message me. All right. I'm going to two Oriole games in the near future. Me too. Okay. I'm going Friday, June 23rd. You're going Friday, June 23rd? Yeah. Hold on. I got to get my calendar. And then I think dad just convinced me to go one game in the Dodgers series, which is I think like the 14th and 15th of July. How are you getting up there? I think I'm just gonna stay there. You're, oh, okay, because it's the well, no, that hold on, that's that's Miami. When when is the Dodgers? I think the in July, the middle of July, like the uh, maybe the maybe the 18th and 19th and 20th, maybe that week. All right. Um, I was just looking at. My it's the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, it is the Dodgers. The Dodgers play on, okay, 17, 18, 19. Yeah, so I might go like to the 17th. Okay, that so that's the Monday after uh, the family vacation. No, that's the week after. You're saying you're going to stay up there all through All-Star break? 
Yeah, if we can make it. I don't know. If we don't get homesick. Let's see. All right. All right. I don't know how long That's my quite the break, college professor. Well, I'm teaching online, but it's all online courses, so I can teach from anywhere. That's the beauty of online. That's how it works. It's the internet, Josh. Do you want to go on the 24th? What are you doing uh, on the 24th? June 24th. Uh, what's that? How June, June? I can't go June 24th. Oh, but I can go June 24th. I don't know if I can go the 23rd. I, I got to be in Richmond on the 24th for um, Elaine's birthday, a niece's birthday. <sighs> All right, I'm looking at going on the 24th. I think I'll be driving on the 23rd, so I don't think I can get up there in time. Mm. So, and I can't leave early because I'm in uh, the Keys before that. Yeah. So, the summer schedule is complicated. Yeah. So, I'm going to go the 24th and maybe whatever that is after the 1st or 30th or something. I'm looking at that game as well. So, okay. I got a couple Oreo games coming up. Yeah, I'm looking at the 24th and I'm looking at the 30th as my two games up in Baltimore. Oh, the 30th. See, I think I was going to already be at the Outer Banks on the 30th, but we'll see. Right. That's when I'll be coming back from New Jersey. I got a guy up in uh, Baltimore that wants to meet me up in Baltimore to do a photo shoot for Birdland Sports. To then help to then like for social posts or something to promote Birdland Sports across Baltimore. You going to get some models? Uh, apparently, he wants me to model it myself so that it's showing off the face, the owner of Birdland Sports. Mm. Josh, aren't you <laughs> exactly. the owner of Birdland Sports? What's this I feels am. like the roles are reversed here. I am. And this guy is some marketing guy. He just wants to help you out? He wants to help out and promote this and wants to run something on me or something. I don't know. I have to get back to him okay. because I don't know as a 43 year old man, if I should be the model for Birdland sports, yeah. has he I have you? all the, I have has a ton seen, of the shirts. Has he seen you to, have you got a live zoom call with them yet? Maybe you should, well, do you know, I got the, I got the faux hawk going now and that helps me look a little younger. It hides some of the gray hairs. Yeah. But I'm still a 43 year old man. Yeah. So we'll see. I, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you can let me know how that works out for you. Yeah, I might just say I'm going to do my own fashion shoot, and maybe maybe down in the Outer Banks we'll uh, we'll do some family shoots. Yeah, there you go. Update our update some 336 photos or something. Yeah, sounds good. So, so yeah, check out Birdland. That's my plug for check out Birdland Sports. Always new shirts going up there. Um, I don't remember the last one that went up end of last week, but there, I'm sure there was something. I just Kyle Bradish. I think Kyle Bradish. Yes, Kyle yes. Bradish just came up, and the a lot of people jumped on the R City uh, softball style, City Connect style shirts, and all of those started arriving this week. I'm wearing mine tonight, and it's cool to see all everyone get those and be excited. Homer hoses are still going out fast as well. All right, very cool. Boys and girls, thank you for listening to another edition of Section 336. Tell your friends. Go on iTunes and write us a review. Share us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Section 336. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Roca and at Birdland Sports. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Call up Cowser. Call up Westbrook.